Welcome everyone to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. Guys, hope you had a great Easter yesterday with your family, loved ones, just by yourself, whoever it was with. I just want to welcome everyone to this Monday edition of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. If this is your first time listening, man, thanks for joining us. Uh, really appreciate your time here on this Monday morning. If it's not your first time listening, man, thank you for the continued support. Really, really appreciate your time. Before we get into the material for the podcast, I just wanted to take a little bit of time to thank all the listeners out there. Um, When I first started out this podcast, it was really just a dream that I had. I really wanted to do a podcast. I love talking about football. I love giving my takes. I like to think that I'm a level-headed individual. Uh, I'm not someone who, you know thinks I'm always right. I'm not someone who thinks if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Um, and so I really wanted to create this podcast to, to give people out there um, good information, give people out there reliable information, and, and most importantly, just give people out there a voice to listen to uh, that hopefully you can relate to in some way. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy listening to. So I just want to thank all of you out there, you know, whether again, you're a first time listener, or you've been listening to me, you know, for the last couple of months, I really, really appreciate your time. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, And I just, you know, continue to share with your friends. I really encourage you share this podcast with your friends. I'd love to get as many people listening to this podcast as possible. um, And hopefully allow this thing to grow, you know, get people on here as guests, uh, get people more interactive in the podcast. I'm not quite at the level yet where, you know, I can have consistent, you know, questions being asked that I can answer, but that that's completely up to getting this podcast out there, sharing it with your friends. So hopefully we can create this amazing uh, environment on the podcast for you guys, the listeners. So I just wanted to start the podcast with that. Now today I have a really, really, uh, a really exciting podcast, in my opinion. It's something that has been on my mind for the last couple of years, and it was sparked, the, the interest in creating this podcast has been sparked recently with all of the pro days happening, uh, especially when Penny Sewell's pro day happened. So let me start off with this. My overall belief on pro days, right, has always been that I don't put too much stock into them because I've always believed the more important thing is what players do when they hit the field on Saturday, if it's college football or on Sunday, if it's NFL, that's always been my belief. Pro days are cool and all that, but at the end of the day, I've never put so much stock into them as other people because I understand while that's cool and everything, it's attractive, it's a, it's a really cool thing when people are running 40s and broad jumps and vertical jumps, what's more important is what people do on the field, come Sunday, come Saturday, whenever you play. And what happened is I saw a lot of people reacting to pro days, especially penne souls, which we'll talk about, and it got me thinking, I was like, why do people put so much stock and so much value into pro days because I myself never have. And so I wanted to create a podcast today, uh, an episode of the podcast where I hopefully my goal is to enlighten you, the listener, whether you agree with my stance or you haven't known this, I wanted to enlighten you on what a pro day actually is. What are the benefits to a pro day? 
because what happened is Penny Sewell had his pro day, right? I was on Twitter. I, I, I had been kind of thinking about making a podcast like this for a long time because I saw a lot of people reacting to pro days all the time. Oh, you know, this guy had a pro day. His draft stock will rise or fall. Then Penny Sewell came along, had a decent pro day, you know, nothing super, super spectacular. And I saw a bunch of people, I could multiple people, at least four or five, that said, you know, Penesul's arms were a little shorter than they should be. Uh, you know, his, his 40 was above five uh, seconds. You know, it wasn't anything too impressive. And I saw multiple users comment and, and post, you know, between that and the fact that he didn't play last year, it's very well possible he could fall in the draft. And that's what really catalyzed my interest in starting this episode or, or talking about this topic. Because if you believe that Penny Sewell, after that pro day, is going to have draft stock fall, where he, I, I saw someone that said he might be available to the Dolphins at 18. If you believe that, then stop believing that because it's 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 not correct. Okay, it's not at all. Pro, here's what pro days are for. Okay, pro days are not meant to be the end all be all. Pro Day is simply meant to confirm what you've seen on tape, good or bad. For instance, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts by many is considered a top five talent in the draft. Top five, top 10, you can argue. Whatever you want, he is a top talent in the draft. These scouts, when they go to that Pro Day, they already know that Kyle Pitts is a monster. They don't need to see his 83 and a half inch wingspan. They don't need to see him run a 4-4-4-40 time. They don't need to see his vertical jump or how well he catches the ball. Scouts, when they go to these pro days, already have their opinion of said player in mind. They've watched countless hours of film on each guy. And so when they go to these pro days, the good scouts who have good general managers that listen to them, they already have all their work done. They're going to the pro day to meet the player, see him in person, you know, get a good look at him, confirm what we've seen on tape. For instance, you watch Kyle Pitts tape. He's dominant. He looks fast. He looks strong and he looks like a freak of nature. All of that was confirmed at his pro day. So to think, I saw some people that are like, man, Kyle Pitts pro day is definitely going to boost him up on a lot of people's draft boards. No, because what boosts him on draft boards is his film. Not how well he does at a, at a pro day where he's not going against any live talent. Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature and a, and a top 10, top 5 talent because of what he did on the field in college. Not because of his pro day. And so with Penny Sewell, Penny Sewell, if he came out last year after the season he had, he would have probably been the second or third overall pick. I would argue offensive tackle is way more valuable than edge. So if I were Washington, I would have picked him instead of Chase Young. But last year, he would have gone third overall to the Lions instead of Jeff Akuda. So to think that just because this guy maybe didn't have the most impressive pro day in your eyes does not mean he's going to fall. Because this is a guy that if you want to be impressed by him, turn on the film. Watch the stats. 
Dude allowed two pressures in 21 games. He was the second runner-up. Or, or No, he was the runner-up. He came in second in Heisman voting. Okay, as an offensive tackle. So if you want to be impressed by him, stop looking for a 40-yard dash time. We're going to get into all those all those types of things in a second. We'll talk about, you know, why I don't understand why a lot of people put a lot of draft stock into these these measurements, okay? But Penny Sewell, stop looking at his 40 time. Stop looking at his arm length. Okay, uh, a, a really good uh, Twitter user out there. I've had him on the podcast. Good friend, a uh, smart guy, sent me a link. I think he posted it about how arm length really has nothing to do with offensive linemen. It has no significant impact. And in fact, when you look at a lot of good offensive linemen like David Bakhtiari, uh, I think it was Tristan Wirfs, other players like that that have had success so far as tackles, they all have similar arm length. Like that three quarters of an inch where Penny Sewell is short in his arm length isn't going to now like suddenly make teams not want to take him. The dude was dominant in college. He was considered the best offensive tackle in a long time, maybe since Quentin Nelson. His pro day is not going to affect these scouts' opinions of him because they've already seen everything they need to. When they go to these pro days, it's, okay, let's see what he actually moves like. Let's let's confirm everything we've seen on tape. The cone drill is much more important if you're an offensive tackle. Because when, when have you ever seen an offensive tackle run 40 yards? I haven't. If, if we have a running back, Najee Harris, Miles Gaskin, whoever it is, if they're running down the field, I, I don't expect Penny Sewell to keep up with them. I expect Penny Sewell to be able to have his blocker and completely remove him from the playing from the playing field. That's what I expect him to do. If he needs to move to the next level, yeah, of course, I want to see some quickness and some burst. But again, so many people put like this, so much stock into this 40 time, and I'm like, he's an offensive tackle. And so let's talk about 40 times real quick. Because before we get into the last little bit I want to talk about, let's talk about 40 times. So many people, I think the 40 time, and I, I've never gone on record saying this, but I will right now. The 40-yard dash is the most overrated, overhyped measurement for college players coming out into the draft. It is the most overrated and overhyped measurement. Because a player, unless you somehow don't get touched at the line of scrimmage if you're a wide receiver, or you don't get touched on a punt return and you just run completely straight, you're never going to run 40 yards without being touched in a straight line. So then that goes to, you know, question, okay, Anthony, are you saying that a 40-yard dash is not important? No, I'm not. If the pro day wasn't important, they wouldn't have it. Here's what a 40-yard dash is mainly for. They don't talk about this statistic. They don't talk about this measurement, but it's more important than the 40. It's the 10 and 20-yard split. Okay, the 10-yard split, the first 10 yards from nothing to 10 yards, that is your quickness. That is how fast can you as a wide receiver go from zero to whatever your top, whatever how it's not your top speed, but how fast can you go from nothing to something? That's those that's when you see the wide receiver at the line of scrimmage, that first 10 yards, that's what gets that's what gets these cornerbacks. How fast can you go from zero to nothing? Then 
you have the 20 yard split, which is how fast is your burst? How fast at 20 yards, you're pretty much going almost top speed. 20 yards is how fast can you then, after you started running your quickness, how quickly can you start? What is your burst? How fast can you reach top speed? And so these people, when you see people that care so much about that 40 time, the whole combined 40 time, they're not really looking at it the proper way. Yes, it's cool to see who has really quick speed. But name the Hall of Famer that is out there, at wide receiver, running back, where you're like, they're known for how fast they ran. It's not the case. No one knows, you know, Jerry Rice or Deion Sanders or... You know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to Megatron. No one knows them because they're like, yeah, man, they ran really fast 40s. No, it's because they dominated on the field come Sundays. So this hype into a 40 yard dash is really, in my opinion, way overhyped and over talked about. What's more important is that first 20 yards. How fast can you get going? Because that's what the NFL is all about. You're running, you know, a slant. How fast can you break? cut inside and get going. That's what the good players do. They know how to control their speed and use it as leverage against the defensive, you know, back against the cornerback. So that was a big thing I wanted to talk about was the 40 yard dash. Cause I keep seeing people, they look at someone like Jalen Phillips and I'll say this now, a little spoiler. When I get into my edge reviews, Jalen Phillips is my number one edge. But when I made the video, it was actually a long time ago when I made the podcast. It was before his pro day. I think it was actually the same day. And I saw so many people that were like, Jalen Phillips, man, he put himself on the map because of how fast he ran his 40. I'm like, no, he didn't. He put himself on the map because when you watch his film, yeah, there's some injury concerns. But like when you watch the film, the dude is dominant. And so many people, I think what's happening now with fans is because we have such access to social media, we get to see these guys pro days just as good as some scouts. We think that just because of that, that makes us scouts. Watching a guy's pro day, you know, that that makes us an NFL scout. It doesn't. If you want to act like a scout or if you want to start practicing what it's like, you need to watch film. You need to watch film. And I could come on here and I could say all this stuff. And at the end of the day, you might leave here and not agree with me. You might think this is all hocus pocus. But here's the amazing thing. And I, it brought such happiness in my life. So yesterday, um, was it yesterday or was it Saturday? It was Saturday. I was on YouTube. And if you don't know this, I love Bucky Brooks. He is a former GM. He's on NFL Network. I, I respect him more than most out there in the business. Bucky Brooks was on the herd with Colin Coward. And I I clicked the video because the title of it was, um, it said, you know, it said Bucky Brooks, don't underestimate Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and the 49ers. So I clicked it because I wanted to see his opinion on the whole, who the 49ers would take, all that good stuff. And right before I was about to click off the video after watching the first seven minutes, Colin asked him a question and instead of me trying to tell you all of this stuff about the pro day, let me let Bucky Brooks tell you himself. So here we go. This is what Bucky Brooks had to say about the pro days. So uh, Bill Bell, I don't like pro days. I think they're nonsense. <laughs> and, I, and I told Joy this earlier is I think 
I think you can be swayed by them. I 80% of it, I want, here's how I would view it. I'm a scout. 75, 80% is the games. I'm mm-hmm. just going to comb over your tape. About 20% of it is the interview. I want to see you. I want to talk to you. I want to ask you tough questions. I'm about a one percenter on the pro day. Um, did you ever in your career as a scout, Seahawks, Panthers, see something at a pro day that changed your opinion? No, it's rare that someone would change your opinion because if you're doing it right, most of your things should be done by the time you get to the pro day. Because what happens, you fall in love with the wow factor. Someone is a great athlete. You get seduced into thinking that, oh, if we get them in our program, we can coach it up, whatever. One more times than not, players play like they play on tape. That's right. It is. Uh, it can be enhanced a little bit by being in the right scheme or asked to do something that may be a little more conducive to their talents. But typically, you kind of play how you play. Um, I will say the one thing that stands out to me about a pro day where someone benefited was Matt Castle working out at USC had never really taken a snap. He was a tight really end. You know, he, he just kind of plays. He throws at the pro day. And based on how he performed at the pro day, I remember Matt Russell um, had intel and they talked about it and then the Patriots were able to take him. And he actually had a long, distinguished career. But more times than not, there's nothing that you get out of a pro day sh- that should change your opinion. In fact, you make more mistakes when you're overly influenced by what you, you see someone do at a like at billy beans the great baseball gm for the a's and there are times he would not watch the games mm-hmm. he didn't want to be influenced by body shape you know a guy gets on he's got a 325 on base percentage and then you watch him and you're like god his feet are terrible he's got a bad shape and you're like no no he's got a 325 on base percentage or whatever it is right so there you have it, guys that's what bucky brooks had to say about the pro day and when i heard that I was like, man, I need to use this on my podcast because at the end of the day, I didn't know he was going to talk about it, but that was just my opinion on pro days. And if I listen to Bucky Brooks, a guy who I respect a lot, and he goes out there and says pro days mean a lot, they they have a lot of value, uh, they they change people's opinions all the time, I wasn't going to come on the podcast and, and say this because at the end of the day, it's not about me being right and just putting my opinions out there. It's about giving you guys information that is true and factual, okay? And when you hear someone like that, again, I could tell you until I'm blue in the face, pro days aren't all that you think they are. But when you hear a scout like that, hopefully it kind of puts it in your brain like these pro days aren't meant to make you believe or not believe in a player. And something I haven't even gotten to is the interview, which while I don't agree with a lot of what Colin Coward has to say, the interview is so important because the interview is when you get to meet the person. The interview is when you get to see, okay, what's this, what's this human being like? Do we vibe? Do we not? What, what, what type of, you know, is he centered around family, faith, you know, what gets him going, stuff like that. But again, what 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 Bucky Brooks said is perfect. If you're doing it right, most of your work is done by the pro day. Which is so true, which is what I said before. These guys have been watching, these scouts watch countless hours of film. And when it comes to the pro day, it's basically just, hey, let me see you in person. Maybe get to talk to you a little, depending on, you know, how many teams are there, my interest level in you. Let me confirm what I've seen on tape. So I just encourage everyone out there, when you see all of these players having these pro days, don't get so swayed by how well or how 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 
disappointing their pro day may seem. If you want a player to, if you want to know how good or not a player is, watch the film. Watch the film on them. It's as simple as that. Because at the end of the day, if you love pro day so much, you have no concrete foundation of what players you really like. I the, the reference I like to use, the metaphor I like to use is if you're simply swayed by looks, right? You're probably not going to have a good relationship because the looks is just a minimal part of what a, a person is. Okay, when you first see a guy or you first see a girl, yes, you may look at them and say, they're good looking. But what's going to make the relationship last longer is, okay, what's this person like? What's their family like? What is this person like when you get into an argument? Are they mature? Do they have the same beliefs as me? You know, is it someone that I feel compatible with? And if you go into the draft, just looking at pro days, you're going to be swayed a lot because there's tons of players out there that are going to have good forties. They're going to have impressive, impressive vertical jumps. They're going to have great broad jumps. They're going to have great. If you're a quarterback, they're going to throw the ball, sling it all over the field. But if you truly want to know how good a player is, turn on the film. And as far as a 40 yard dash is concerned, here's my thing. If you are so concerned about a player being fast, maybe you should just watch like track and field because the NFL isn't about players being fast. It's about players being good football players. It's about them. If you're a wide receiver, having good routes, having good hands, using, you know, your speed as a, as a weapon, as a leverage, not always. That doesn't mean running fast. That means the, the, the stop and start. If you're a quarterback accuracy, your ability to read and process, your ability to be a leader, not how far you can throw a football. If you're a running back, it's not always about how big you are, or how, you know, how, how fast you are, how strong you are. Sometimes it's, can you read a hole? When there is a hole that opens, are you able to find the gap and run through it? I don't care how strong you are, how fast you are. If you can't find the gap and run through it, you're not a good running back. Safety, something we talk about, we will talk about, I think on Friday, no, next Monday. I have no idea. I'll probably post it this week. I'm trying to get these prospect rankings out. But when we talk about safety, the number one thing I care about in a safety has nothing to do with athletic ability. Obviously, some of it has to. I, I shouldn't say nothing. But the main thing I care about with the safety is their ability to have instinctual um, playmaking ability. Do they just know how to be at the right place at the right time? Tyron Matthews, do they just understand the game? They're just all over the field. They're a nightmare because they they have a superior intellect, not superior physical ability necessarily. So going into these pro days, again, don't just be swayed by how high a guy can jump or how fast a guy is. You want to be really swayed by someone? Watch film. If you want to be swayed by someone, watch the film. If you want to be swayed by Penny Sewell, don't look at how fast he runs 40 yards. Be swayed when you watch his film and the dude is just a, a, a monster, a baller on the field. 
a guy that is going to be a franchise left tackle for the next 10 years. So that's it, guys. That's the main reason I want to to make this episode of the podcast, and I hope it was kind of enlightening. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. But I hope that between me saying what I said, Bucky Brooks, you know, confirming it and talking about it, I hope that this kind of influences and and helps change your opinion of the pro day. And I hope it makes you more of a well-rounded fan instead of just being so uh, quick to just fall in love and in, in, in and out love with players based off their pro day. Hopefully this podcast open your eyes to be more willing to study the film and base and judge these players off of what they did on the field rather than what they did in a choreographed pro day. So that's it for the podcast, guys. Hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, Again, make sure to share with your friends. I would love any of the support that you could uh, give the podcast on top of what you've already done. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Catch you next time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast.